0: Robin Sheridan. Spirit Whisperer, the title given to me by my soul guides. When we choose to awaken to our soul path, we become aware of how deeply connected we are to universal consciousness on a spiritual, physical, and emotional level. Join me on my podcast journey and learn how to connect to your heart, mind, body, and soul, creating connection in all areas of your life.
1: Hi, Robin.
0: How are you? This is Robin Sheridan on her coffee chat, welcoming Barbara, and I am going to let you pronounce your last name in a moment, who is an amazing coach out of Germany. So go ahead, Barbara, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, Robin. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I feel very honored to be here. My name is Barbara Schouten, and I'm actually from the Netherlands and not Germany. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, I am very close to Germany, so I understand the confusion.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I don't know why I thought it was Germany. I should have double-checked that this morning, but there you go, from the Netherlands. I am so grateful you are here. I have been checking out your website and your personal podcast and your Facebook group, and I am really impressed with you. Could you tell us a little bit about your pro? chosen profession today?
1: Yes, I can. And thank you for saying that to me. I think that is a really big compliment. So thanks for that. Um, I am a transformation coach for intuitive, ambitious aliens. Um, And what I mean by that is um, highly sensitive people, intuitives, empaths, introverts, extroverted introverts, uh, star seeds, light workers, uh, and all such people that find that they don't fit in into this world, that have tried to be someone that they are not for most of their life, and are now ready to step into their own power, claiming their true authentic self, and are finally ready to create a life for themselves that makes their heart sing, and um, that's what I help them achieve.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. And me being an empath and all of those many wonderful things, it's so encouraging to know that we have people out there who help us tap into our skills. Now, what drew you to the decision to pursue this field?
1: Well, actually, I used to work in IT as a web designer, programmer, and eventually project manager. So I was doing something completely different. Um, But I always felt like... I didn't fit in, like, is this really it? You have this job that pays really well and you sort of like your work, but you're also feeling like there's more out there and you're basically not happy, even going as far as feeling miserable, and you cannot quite put your finger on why that is. And um, I've had that for, for the longest of times, and I... Um, I ended up in a serious car accident that made me look at my life again and at the decisions I've made and the things that were not going so great for me. And one of them was my career and what I was doing. And um, that led me to a lot of soul searching, understanding myself, What drives me, what gives me energy, what gives me pleasure. And what came out of that soul searching is that I like to help people. I couldn't think of anything more rewarding than helping people overcome obstacles or helping people to get rid of pain or helping people to let go of fears or just helping people to become the best version of themselves. And that is what ultimately inspired me to become an entrepreneur and to do the things that I'm
0: currently doing. Oh, what a beautiful gift. So you you talk about you connect with us wonderful, empathic people, but was there something that made you realize that um, maybe you were empathic yourself and that you really resonated with this group of special, unique individuals?
1: Yes, for for as long as I could remember, I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like I was weird or strange. And there was a time that I seriously considered that there might be actually something wrong with me because everybody around me didn't think like me, didn't act like me, didn't seem to find the same things important that I find important. And it made me feel like an alien, like someone who didn't fit in. And I remember I was talking to my boss at the time about something that was not going right on the project. And then he told me, yeah, but you are an HSP because my wife is an HSP and you are the same as she is. So that means that you can handle this situation. And he went on with the rest of his story. And I didn't know what an HSP was. I even didn't know what the letter stood for, but it kind of stuck with me and, after returning to my workplace, I decided to Google HSP because frankly, I thought he was calling me a name, and I wanted to know what that name was and Then I remember I, I found a uh, fora for highly sensitive people. I found out that HSP means highly sensitive person," and then I started to read these stories about people experiencing the same things that I was experiencing, sharing stories that were either identical to my stories or very similar, or stories that I thought, well, it didn't happen to me, but I so get what you're saying. And then that opened up a whole new world to me. It it really felt like I came home to myself. And and that's the moment I discovered that I am a highly sensitive person, but also an empath and an intuitive person, intuitive um, alien and, and the light worker and all the other names that people like to call us.
0: Yeah, that it's, it's beautiful when we finally recognize who we are at soul level. And then we discover a whole group of people out there that, resonate with us did you um end up meeting some really wonderful people where you got to exchange your stories um personally on a one-on-one level and would you like to share a personal story about something that happened to you Mm -hmm. that made you really tap into those skills you have yeah yes of course um to the first part of your question yes
1: Uh, Obviously, through my company, I meet a lot of highly sensitive people um, that share their story with me. But I also run uh, workshops with live days or online programs with live days that people get together. Um, I also organize something that I call the HSP event. It's a whole day where HSPs come together and learn practical skills, but also to connect with each other. And I also run two successful Facebook groups for highly sensitive people and one for highly sensitive entrepreneurs um, in which we share a lot of stories. And I cannot tell you the benefits of being able to talk with people who just get it My best friend even is also a highly sensitive entrepreneur and that makes such a difference. She not only understands my highly sensitive nature and everything that comes with it, but also the business part and the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur. So it's really amazing being able to connect with people who think like you, who act like you, who talk like you, and who value the same things. So yeah that's that's the first part of your question uh, the answer and um the second one um yeah an example there are so many examples to to be named you know um i think the one that made the most impact on me in the beginning was finding out that as a highly sensitive person you can feel and experience energies and emotions that are not yours as if they are yours. That was also always a part of me that I didn't understand while growing up. I could be this wonderfully happy, energetic child one moment and then like that, I could be inconsolably sad and crying my eyes out. And I remember my mother coming up to me and always asking me, child what's the matter with you why are you why are you so sad why are you crying and i could never give her an answer i couldn't find out why i was so sad why i was crying and that made me not understand a big part of myself and when i found out that i am not only highly sensitive but that we can feel and experience emotions and energies of other people like they are our own energies or emotions that answered that part of myself that I previously didn't understand because at that moment I realized that the sadness that I was feeling and and the crying I was doing it was not my sadness it was not my grief and that is why I couldn't tell my mother why I was so sad because it was not me that was so sad it was somebody else and I was just channeling their sadness and that made yeah. me understand myself for the first
0: time ever at that moment. Yeah, I, I didn't discover that either until I was in my 30s. And what a relief to start to understand your mood swings and realize they're not yours. And to start recognizing That when you feel overcome with something, um, you can look around and say, what am I picking up or who am I picking this up for? Did you start looking into finding techniques to protect yourself from picking up other people's energy? Yes,
1: definitely. And that's also what I am teaching within my companies. Um, For us highly sensitive people, it is very important that we learn how to breathe properly and what our breathing actually does with our control over our emotions and our energies. So that's one of the first things I learned and it's also one of the first things I teach. And the other thing is being grounded uh, and how important that is for highly sensitive people. And then from that, you migrate on or I migrated on to uh, learning techniques, not only to protect myself uh, from taking over other people's energies and emotions, but also techniques... Um, That prevent what I call energy vampires from stealing or draining our energy. But also techniques that help us to replenish our energy when we do find ourselves being exhausted. Um, And also discovering how you feel, how you are doing and knowing what to do at that moment. Those are all very important techniques um, that I discovered uh, after finding out that I'm a highly sensitive person that I
0: now also teach uh, to the people that come to me. Wow. And, and it gives you such a sense of freedom. Yeah. You, you finally feel like you're, you're free to finally express who you really are and to step in your own personal power because it, for me personally, it was so amazing to finally discover who I mm-hmm. was. If, I, if I'm not taking on anybody else's energy, it was such a relief to finally discover who is Robin. Uh, you know, so who is Barbara? Like who is Barbara at soul level? Yeah.
1: Well, that's a very good question. And Barbara at soul level is this uh, happy, energizing bunny, also almost uh, that that is is positive and outgoing and likes to connect with people and likes to put people in their own power.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to, to discover the, the person we were always meant to be. And I am really impressed that you have all of these techniques and skills out there available to all of us empaths who are still out there struggling. Like, and especially with now we have so many people being born with all of these skills Mm -hmm. and their parents don't really know how to handle them or guide their children Um, or or even how to deal with what's going on in their own lives. Do you have children that come into your courses? Um, no,
1: because I mainly focus on uh, adults and uh, from teenager and up. I do sometimes have people that ask me if I also do stuff with children. And it's not that I don't want to or that I cannot help them, but I think they are better served with people who actually are an expert in helping children?
0: Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you work with teenagers. That that is incredibly important. Yes,
1: for the forming
0: that, years eh, for for people. Yeah, I just was finished talking to somebody, and you know, sometimes when we're a teenager and we don't understand what is going on in our lives, and we don't understand why we have these emotions. It, it's really scary. So as an adult, you know, we also get scared. Sometimes we don't understand why we have such a huge dramatic change in our emotions. Mm-hmm. So when you feel overwhelmed, like if you get this overwhelming sense, what is the first thing that you personally do to reconnect with yourself and and stop those emotions from taking over?
1: Well, that's an excellent question, Robin. And it starts with becoming aware that you are overwhelmed. That's the first step. And then it depends on um, what I need. So what I basically do is check in with myself. I tune into my body and my mind or soul. And then I ask myself, what do you need right now? Because it can depend on, on so many things and, um, it can be that I meditate for an hour. It can also be that I go in nature to just be by myself and, and, and walk and uh, suck up all the wonderful energy of nature. And if it's really bad, I also combine the two I go into nature and I meditate there. So it depends on, um, yeah, on what my body tells me that I need.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful, it's, it's funny, but it's really important. You know, they say go hug a tree or, or walk barefooted outside. And, and I do, I find myself some days when I'm just picking up too much energy that I'll just go stand out in my backyard and put my bare feet on the grass and connect with the devas of the nature and just ask them to pull all this negative energy out of me. And I ask the sun to fill me up with this wonderful sunshine and warmth. Um, So how can people find you, Barbara?
1: Well, they can find me in many different ways. Um, I am on most social media uh, as uh, HSP Coach Barbara with an E. Uh, I also have my own YouTube channel, which is also slash HSP Coach Barbara behind YouTube.com. Um, And I actually also have my own podcast, which is called 100% Yourself with Barbara, which is featured on most main um, podcast platforms.
0: Yeah, I like your podcast. Like I said, I was reading some today. So what is your biggest win for you personally um, that has happened in your life that has brought you so much joy?
1: Discovering who I truly am. Discovering my true, authentic self and caring less and less about what other people think and making myself the star in my own movie, so to say. And I know this sounds egoistical to a lot of people. And we have learned along the way somewhere that being egoistical is something negative. But for me, it's not egoistical. It's part of taking really good care of myself. Because if I am not in my good energy, if I'm not feeling great, I cannot help other people. So I need to take care of myself. And in order to do that, I really need to get to know myself really well and accept myself with everything that comes with that. So freedom, freedom to be myself, freedom to express myself, freedom to run my company the way that I want to. Freedom is the thing that, um, yeah, is the thing that I gained the most.
0: Yeah, that that is beautiful. And and you're right. People misunderstand ego. They connect ego with vanity, and it really isn't. If we don't put ourselves first, we don't have the energy or the resources to help other people. Mm-hmm. And. In reality, our ego is really important because our ego is kind of like our measuring stick. And we, if we learn to tap into our ego at the same time as tapping into our higher self or our soul, we can gauge when we're out of vibration or we're, when we're out of that um, essence of being who we truly want because then our ego comes up and starts Nigging at us and and bringing negative energy so i think the ego is incredibly important mm. to keep us on track on our path what do you think
1: yeah I, I agree you know ego has gotten a really bad name but ego's job essentially is to keep us safe and uh, when we were cavemen and cave women, uh, that consisted out of keeping us safe bodily. So it made us be- become aware that we are not a lion, but we are a lion's food. So that we didn't sleep next to a lion because then we would be eaten. And it also made us uh, made the distinction between berries that you can eat and berries that kill you or watering holes that you can safely get your water from. Um, So it alerted us to physical danger. That's in the basic what the function of ego is. Um, But as we evolved and as our society became more uh, technologically advanced, um, nowadays lions can only be visited in a zoo or in Africa. And all the berries that you buy in the the supermarket, you can actually eat. So the, the, the physical part of keeping you safe is becoming irrelevant. So ego is now keeping you safe on a mental plane. And that means that ego will stop you from any change that you want to make. It doesn't matter if it's a positive change, like starting to meditate every day or going to the gym to lose weight um, or a negative change. Um, A change means danger to ego and ego's job is to keep us safe. So in the beginning, it will oppose any change that you want to uh, make in your life because a change means unknown and unknown could harbor danger and it's my job to keep you safe so it's my job to steer you away from danger so it's my job to stop you from changing because then you will stay in what we call your comfort zone which is nice and safe and familiar and then ego has done its job
0: yes I agree that was I I really think that was one of the hardest things for me to learn was to differentiate between ego and insecurities. Um, Learning how to say, okay, this isn't an insecurity. This is, this is an ego reaction because I'm changing my patterns. I'm doing something new. And Now, there's this theory that it takes 21 days to change a negative pattern. Mm -hmm. So do you implement that in in your courses that there's, you know, especially when we're dealing with the ego to make changes and continue to do it on a 21 day process?
1: Yes, it generally takes about three to four weeks, which is the 21 days that you mentioned. Um, For some, it's a bit longer. um, Depends also on your resistance. Uh, and the way that you handle ego. So it's very important that you find a strategy that works for you that also pacifies ego and allows him to gradually change with you because after three to four weeks, your change will become the new normal and then ego will see that as your new comfort zone and will stop trying to protect you from danger because it's now not unknown but known and thus safe. So that indeed is a very important part of of what I teach. And um, as highly sensitive people, we are our own worst critics. So we raise the bar really high, but especially for ourselves. And we want to change something. Let's say we want to start meditating every day and we do it for a couple of days and then we stop and then we are so harsh to ourselves. We say, oh, but you never amount to anything and you don't have any perseverance and um, all kinds of negative self-talk like that. But that's actually sabotaging you instead of hindering you because it's not you that is failing. It's just ego that is trying to keep you safe. And for me, finding that process out has allowed me to change what I wanted to change. And that is why I think it's also a, a very important key part in the things that I teach in order to get people to be the best version of themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it it was the, that was the longest thing and the hardest thing for me to really work on. And I discovered the ego in, in the book, the new earth by Eckhart Tolle and yeah. I read the book, and then later on, years later, I picked it up and read it again. And it was like reading it again for the first time, because the first time around, I really didn't understand what he was talking about, the Mm -hmm. ego. But as we progress, and our spiritual level is raised, and our vibration is raised, we can go pick up that book a second or a third time and learn so much more about the information that was in there. (laughs) So the ego was the biggest thing that really helped me um, overcome the insecurities about being an empath and stepping out and offering my skills to mm-hmm. people as an entrepreneur. Yes, yes, definitely. I am so grateful for your insight today, especially about the ego. And I am so excited for all the amazing people who are finding you and who have our skills. And we know that we have somebody who's gone through mm-hmm. this. And you have this absolute wonderful format to help us through. So I'm so grateful you came today, Barbara. Would you like to end with something um, on this conversation
1: well i would like to say to everybody that is listening to this podcast today and that felt like they are resonating with what we are talking about and that would like to explore it further that um well like i said you can find me on most social media you can also see um, my youtube channel and get to know me better uh, also through my podcast and if you feel like you need more or you just want to talk or you just want to Uh, ask questions Uh, I also offer a 30-minute virtual coffee that's totally free um, to everybody that just wants to explore this further so don't be shy and uh, contact me if you feel like um, this touched you in some way and you want to know more
0: oh thank you Barbara what a wonderful offer well this is Robin Sheridan Spirit Whisper of Higher Consciousness helping people connect to their hearts, their minds, their bodies, and soul. So thank you so much for my guests. And I will see you with the next podcast, with the next wonderful women we are bringing into our series. You all have a wonderful day. Thank you, Barbara. You're welcome. Bye. my
1: Roman.